Hello, friends, and welcome back to Hello, Halloy. Um, I have a special guest with me today. Matt, say hello. <laughs> hello, everybody. <laughs> uh, and so to give you a little background, oh, Matt has his little, Matt has another little buddy with him. Say hi. Say hi, Mochi. Meow. <laughs> yep, the cat did that. That was totally the cat. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so to give you guys a little background, um, Matt or Pfeiffer and I, we go by last names in the service. We met because we're both in the service and we were on deployment in Africa together for six months. And Pfeiffer, do you want to talk about first impressions? <laughs> first impressions of you? Oh no, it's going to be a roast session. <laughs> or first impressions of you on the deployment or the deployment. You know what? Just uh, the whole thing. Just give them all the context that you can. <laughs> well, we were in a location where there wasn't like a whole lot to do. So we would hang out sometimes after work. We worked like right next to each other every day on like all the same stuff. Um, we had a good split on... Um, like who does what at work, but we were able to like help each other with the every, uh, you know, each other's uh, jobs while we were maybe out doing something on a job site or like at lunch or whatever. First impressions of the location was not a lot to do. Um, it kind of like was depressing for a lot of people. I feel like they didn't really, they were used to like more activities and human interaction because that's, I mean, or maybe even people that were used to less human interaction, they probably loved it because there was decent Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, um, it was easy to isolate <laughs> if you yeah, want. Very, yeah, it was good though. I mean, we had a good uh, co-workers to work with. Haloy was, at first I was like, damn, she talks a lot. Uh, <laughs> it didn't change. <laughs> it, it's, it's okay. Oh, it, so we got along really well. We had some good conversations with like me and her and some other coworkers. Um, harder. Oh, yes. Him. Loved him. Uh, a lot of roasting happened. Um, it was nice because when I first got there, it was like they were always roasting me. And then it kind of like was a little bit of like roasting you and roasting me. So it took a little bit of the blunt off of me. <laughs> yes to put it lightly i'm very easy to roast to just put it in perspective <laughs> yeah yeah it but it was a good deployment it was good to work with you i know you really um it was a lot of new things for the both of us that maybe we had heard of before or even hadn't heard of before but never really had to actually do so it was good to actually kind of get into it and be able to learn how to do a little bit more about being in our career field yeah we so, were we were in the trenches together in nam so that's just getting <laughs> And then contracting's little cryptic emails with like two, three words. Oh yeah, oh, dealing with contractors, we love that. We love uh, that. Mm. Getting anyway. them to do their job they're supposed to do. <laughs> yes. Well, so speaking of the military, we talked a little bit about our deployment, but our topic today is still going to be related to the military, but we're going to be talking about military relationships specifically and what makes them and what breaks them. And so to give you guys a little more background on, uh, I might call him Pfeiffer. Sometimes in this podcast, we go by last name sometimes in the service. So I apologize. There's not another person in the, in the room. It's still the same person. So um, Pfeiffer, to give you a little background, is married to someone else who is in the service. So I thought it'd be really cool to have him on and kind of talk about his relationship and his struggles. Um, 
with being in a military relationship. And I want to start by going into our first point, which is going to be, you know, all relationships are difficult, but military relationships come with a special set of kind of unavoidable issues. And long distance is one of those areas that every military couple has to deal with because of our job assignments. And Pfeiffer, do you want to talk about your, um, you know, your struggles and or experiences with this area? Yeah. So when we first met, we were together. It was at um, Keesler Air Force Base in Mississippi. And immediately after that, like a couple months after that, I left to go to Shepherd for a different tech school. And we weren't sure, like, she ended up getting a different tech school as well. And we weren't sure, like, is she going to come to Shepherd? Maybe she will. Maybe she won't. Maybe we're going to be at all these different bases and we won't see each other for a long time. She ended up going to Shepherd. So we were at two different tech school locations um, together, different jobs. And then we got married when we were at Shepherd. Yes, tech school marriage. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. And then I ended up leaving Shepherd first. We had joint spouse orders. So we had orders of the same location, the same base, which is Ellsworth Air Force Base in South Dakota. And I left a little bit first. Um, she got there about a month and a half after me. So it wasn't gone for, we weren't apart for too long. But right at the beginning of the marriage and knowing each other, we were apart quite a bit. Um, we were apart over that Christmas. Um, and then she arrived a few months later after that. Um, I had a, my first TDY went on. So we were separated then only for a couple weeks, but it was like still new in the marriage, you know? So it was like, dang, we're gone apart again, you know? And then almost a year later from when we got to our base in December of uh, 2021 was when I, I left for my deployment and I left on December 20th, five days before Christmas. Mm -hmm. And previously before that I had gone on two more TDYs. So I was gone for about three weeks, two weeks up for one, a few weeks after that was another week that I was gone and then gone for the six month deployment. It ended up being like, I think it was like 191 days. And then uh, while I was gone, she actually went on her own deployment, got back right before I got back. So we've been a gone. So long story short, we've been gone. We've been married for just over two years um, together for about two and a half. And we've up till this point, we've been separated more than we've been together for our marriage. Mm -hmm. um, she's actually deploying again in January and then I'll probably okay. go again in July. Okay. Um, so it's definitely hard being apart. Um, I don't want to say you get used to it, but you kind of do. It's kind of a good thing and a bad thing that you get used to it because you don't want to like just, oh, he's leaving again. Okay, it's no big deal. You want to be sad that that person's leaving, but you also can't just like let yourself be depressed the entire time that you're gone. So you have to find a healthy balance between like being sad that they're gone and also accepting it mm -hmm. without it becoming like unbearably easy or unbearably difficult. So I think that's the hardest part. Well, so I want to touch on that, Dips. In every relationship, communication is key. But mm -hmm. in military relationships, I feel like because being apart, you don't have that physical factor of being together. So really making sure you have that emotional connection through communication and maintaining that is so important. Do you, And I'm sure you and your wife have figured out a system by now, which is yeah. what makes your marriage work, right? Yeah. Like you would see, like we... I think I told you all the different times where we had a time zone change. So mm -hmm. initially she was eight hours behind us mm -hmm. and 
And she went on from a normal schedule starting in the morning and finishing in the afternoon at work. She went on to late. So she was still eight hours behind, but she was getting up a little bit later, going to bed a little bit later, you know. So that was a different time change for when we could have like a, a FaceTime or a, a call or whatever. And then she went, she went to Guam. Luckily, it was only about a month and a half, but she was then 16 hours ahead of us. Mm-hmm. So that the time zone different. So we had a lot of different, you'd see me like on a FaceTime call while you guys were playing. Yep. Um, what was the game again? Bang, you guys are playing get- bang for lunch. <laughs> FaceTime call. And they were like, Pfeiffer, come on, you can just like call later. I'm like, I can't. She's about to go to bed. Like, so calling every day, <clears throat> I'd say is very important, especially FaceTime. You can see each other, you know. It, and even if you're not just talking the whole time, just kind of like being on the phone, like you're spending time with each other mm-hmm. while they're going daily stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and then some other things like I like to just know all the little things like, oh, what are you doing? What are you about to do? You finish with that? Like texting throughout the day a lot, just mm-hmm. incorporating them and all the smaller things because that's all you have. Yeah, no, no, no. And I can attest to this because, yeah. So to give you guys, to let you know what Bang is, it is a card game that we would play um, at lunch or when things were like kind of like mellowed down with work um, on our deployment. And, you know, Pfeiffer, yeah, he'd be on the phone with his wife and they'd ch- like, I mean, I'm. I'm just like talking about this from like analyzing and seeing it happen. He, they'd just sit there and kind of like, you know, she'd watch him or he'd watch her. And it was just that being, since they couldn't physically be together, just being able to share any time they could together, uh, help strengthen that connection that they had and maintain it, which I think is so healthy. Um, And even for people that aren't in the service, if you deal with long distance in any context it's so important to kind of do what you did with your wife and maintain that connection that you could have yeah we definitely talked as much as we could I think we only missed seven days total over the six months none of them were ever consecutive um Mm. and that was from when I left Virginia um from Virginia because (laughs) when we left on the 20th we got to Virginia on the 20th and then we left um virginia on the 24th so we mm-hmm. talked those in the hotel and i think well i think it was like seven days just where like our schedules just did not land like a few of the times when we had exercises where we worked until like six o'clock or six thirty instead of like four or four thirty mm-hmm. so we had a good we had it down to like a, a science i would get off work maybe meet you and your friends for like dinner mm-hmm. after the and then I would either call her and then go shower or shower right away and then call her and then I would just you know do whatever for the rest of the night so it was I had a pattern every day and she had a pattern every day to where we could meet up on times to call yeah and like yeah and I just kind of want to throw in a side tangent there you know there's some people that they don't even deal with the distance factor they deal with like you get busy in your every day-to-day life but the thing is when you have someone that you care about you make time for them that they become a priority like something that you put on your to-do list to make time for them and you know guys if someone is not making that effort to try and make time for you like this man was in freaking africa and still making time for his significant other and i had other friends that were in the service making time for their significant other so if someone can't do that for you it's because they don't want to it's not for lack of they can't do it that's Um, what i was you should want to like if you're married to somebody, you obviously love them, or hopefully you do. Right. And 
want to make time. It shouldn't have to, it, it can get like hard, but it should never, you don't want it to feel like a chore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, like, like I said, I got to witness Pfeiffer talking to his wife every day and I never felt like, I never felt like he wasn't happy to talk to his wife or wasn't excited to. Like, I felt like every time he was like very like good at keeping track of it too, being like, I got to call my wife right now. And we were like, okay, we get it. Like totally respect it. Um, Another topic that I wanted to kind of talk about, because I feel like we both have witnessed this, you probably more than me because you're active duty 24 seven, whereas I'm part-time, but I feel like the military kind of, unintentionally or maybe intentionally promotes these early marriages because of the benefits that come with being married for um military people specifically like for young recruits that are dealing with like you know they just got their first taste of independence and adulthood and they're dealing with their first big job like most of the kids you're meeting that are going into the military are in their early uh, 20s or like they're 18 fresh out of high school so they're dealing with this newfound freedom and on top of this you know the government's like oh if you you know if you get married you'll get housing benefits you'll get medical benefits you'll get like all these benefits and it kind of like pushes them or pressures them into getting married so young so what are your thoughts yeah. on that that's why I mentioned the yes tech school marriage because I know a lot of people that if they're military they'll they'll chuckle because there's a there's a whole like stereotype and joke about like, like you said, the 18 year old airman, airman basic that gets married in tech school, that their marriage doesn't last their divorce within like a year or two. And I've even known some people that have since, you know, gay marriage is legal, even in the military, like have gotten married to like a buddy or like mm -hmm. a friend just because they get the benefits. Mm -hmm. And fake it marriages. Is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is kind of messed up but i mean i like to think of it as like i don't think it's necessarily wrong to get married at oh, a younger right. well i mean i did it i wasn't younger we were both like a little older than the typical tech school i was 22 mm -hmm. um when i got married but um plus i mean we're intentional about it mm -hmm. uh it it all depends on like how you were raised too. like I was raised like our parents would show us like what to do you know and I wouldn't want to say groomed but like showed us how or like the basics on the how to teach yourself how to have a good relationship and a good marriage um Alyssa my wife didn't necessarily have the best role models and what to do but she knows what not to do mm -hmm. um it's her upbringing was a little different than mine but it is kind of it is kind of frustrating because <clears throat> the Air Force has a lot of classes and a lot of trainings and different requirements that we have to go to on all these different things, whether it's like financial things, um, you know, the SAPR and the SARC programs, the suicide prevention programs, but they don't really have a lot of good open discussion programs on like marriages mm -hmm. and how to control your finances before you get married, after you get married, what you should, you know, have some money saved up, things like that. So it's a little bit messed up, I'd say, in the military. They there's also a lot of like people in the military, I feel like don't take marriages seriously anymore. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times just because it is so common to get married and get divorced and get married and get divorced. Yep. So <laughs> even just the simple things like joking about it, like I don't like, like, if you joke, that's, that's cool. But like, people will joke about like, 
marriages or their significant other or different things. And I'm just like, why? Like it's, it's the very beginning to like breeding unhappiness. So there's some, there's some things in the military that need to change on that aspect. I would agree. Well, yeah, no. And honestly, in any context, if I'm dealing with someone who is joking about their significant other or just openly bashing on their significant other, I'm like, yo, something's wrong. Something is wrong <laughs> with that relationship. I'm like, I, I don't need to know. Huh? Yeah, I could never. I just I don't know. People joke about like, like, for instance, this story that is, I guess this might have been a, a few months ago now, but it, I remember as of right now, I'm still judging everything on when I got back from Africa. But uh -huh. it was months ago and um i had just bought the new motorcycle with uh, a little bit of the deployment money mm -hmm. that i was getting and um one of the older civilians prior military joked about how he was like oh man pfeiffer thinks he's over here cool with his new sport bike trying to get all these ladies and i'm like well i'm married i don't need to get i don't need to impress ladies anymore and he was mm -hmm. like hold on you haven't you've been married for how long and i was like almost two years because i think it was like maybe september and he was like you just need to relax for a little bit it's not but that long yet you know you never know what might happen and i was like and i just looked at him like like what like yeah it's not fun. not like just because like maybe you might be a little unhappy i don't know if he is or not it doesn't mean like you know it just projects like insecurity a, yeah insecurity a sense of like unimportance you know like they don't mm -hmm. take things. it's just another thing like oh you know get married like everybody does it kind of thing you know so there's things like that like those jokes and quotations kind of kind of annoy me a little bit and usually i just kind of let them go because i'm not going to change an old you know crusty civilian's mind but <laughs> well yeah no i mean i mean you said you know people in the military don't take marriage seriously but really in general i feel like most people in this day and age because you know divorce is so i mean the divorce rate is 50 percent of marriages i think it's over and, that now. yeah so like if more yeah so if more than half these marriages are ending in divorce it's because people aren't thinking about the commitment that comes with marriage they're like oh they base it on you know like like we were talking about a lot of these kids and like you and your wife got married in tech school and it worked out i'm not saying there's not exceptions to the rules of getting married after knowing each other for a short amount of time because it does work it just depends on your maturity level and these kids who are getting married in tech school they're basing love and you know marriage on their feelings in the moment instead of thinking yeah. about the big picture of oh I can see myself with this person like they make me a better person they're just going based off how they feel right then so uh but anyway any thoughts yeah yeah, it's that's happened a lot. I mean, I've seen it. I knew I knew a couple that um, nobody even knew she was dating anybody. And then they just were like married. And then all of a sudden, like, they're not married anymore. And I'm like, so confused. I'm like, what was going on? Like, it happens a lot. And I feel and some people are going to like be like, oh, of course, you brought this up. But I feel like it has to do a lot with like dating culture, because if you look back, like, a hundred years ago, dating was not a thing. Teenagers were not a thing. You mm -hmm. were a kid and then you were an adult. And mm -hmm. if you wanted to somebody, you knew you did. And now this dating thing where it's like so loosely, like, and even whenever you talk about, like you see like Instagram videos and like TikTok videos and people talking about it, when they're in a relationship, they never say like husband or wife. They always say, oh, your lady or your boyfriend, girlfriend, because that's so common for people to 
just date and then break up and then date and break up and mm-hmm. be tears and then break up. It's like, it's a bad culture of like, oh, I'm only dating. So I don't have a commitment. Right. And then mm-hmm. people get, you get mm-hmm. married. And like you can't just go out and get a divorce. It's expensive, you know? And then there's the whole thing where do you have kids? Who's going to get them? Who's going to take this and that? So I feel like the, the dating culture and idea of like just being able to just walk away is really what did a, took a, it plays a big role in marriages having such a high divorce rate in the United States right now. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to take, I mean, in order to have a successful marriage, you got to take, you got to take marriage seriously, but you got to take the dating phase seriously. You got to take it. You got to be thinking of where is this going to go? You know what I mean? Like what, what are my intentions with this person from the get go? And a lot of people, and a lot of people, like you said, they're scared of commitment and they don't know how to be, honest from the get-go and that's that's the only way you form a genuine bond with someone so and I think on top of that too like some people don't understand the point of dating they just like they either just have to be with somebody they have to have that validation they have to have that male or female attention they have to be with somebody mm-hmm. they don't want point of why you're dating like the point of why you're dating should only be that you are in a position to where you could have a more serious relationship. You could possibly get married and you're trying to see if this person is a good fit for that. So many people just date just a date and mm-hmm. they might, they might not, they just, they're just together. And it's just like a normal thing, which if you can just have a successful marriage just by living life together, not intentionally trying to learn more and grow together. I mean, Hey, if it works, it works. But the people need to understand like the point of why you're dating is not just to be with somebody random. So mm-hmm another one amen amen yes i know yeah we know life gets especially like going back to the military context you know i feel like a lot of the reasons people do get married is because like you said they get lonely they want to be with someone especially when you're you know i want to give this example when you're in the service you are moving every two or three years right so forming connections with someone in a romantic sense is hard and a lot a lot of i feel like a lot of the reasons people do get married after like a year or two of knowing someone is because they know they're gonna have to move in two or three years so they're like oh shit i gotta take this person with me we gotta get married um yeah when you're mill to mill too like military to military marriages um you can get stationed together with a joint with joint spouse orders, but you have to be married and mm-hmm. it doesn't work. You're just dating somebody. I mean, you can try to go to the same base if you're dating somebody, or maybe if you meet somebody on a deployment and you want to go to where they're at, you can't necessarily um, just move to that base. It's not that easy, but if you get married, you can file for joint spouse and either that person's going to come to you, you're going to go to them or you're both going to go somewhere else. That's Air Force is like top two, one of their top two priorities in terms of like keeping people together. And with me and Alyssa, we knew we wanted to get married and we would have waited, but we would not have been able to get joint spouse orders. So even for us, part of that, like just the fact that the Air Force, if you're not married, makes it so hard to do anything. Like Mm -hmm. even if I was to go like have a kid, with like, like if I wasn't married <clears throat> and I had a kid with like a random person, whether they're civilian or military, um, if I wanted all of the benefits, if I wanted them to be able to live with me, um, if I want to have good dependent stuff set up, I would have to be married to that person. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of messed up because you can't get all of the same benefits. Like even, you know, it's, 
it's really it's really hard it's either you're married or you're not you know there's no in between yeah yeah the military is very black and white with that which really stinks and yeah i think part of that pressure is why people are feel feel like marriage is their only option to stay together um but i do i want to touch on something else that we kind of talked about earlier you know it's the concept of a lot of military relationships like not only do a lot of marriages end in divorce but specifically military relationships we see ending in divorce or separation you know and i want to talk about why this margin for success is so small for military couples and we talked about it a little bit we said you know it's the physical absence in the relationship yeah. it takes more of a toll on the relationship dynamic than people realize like when you're when you're in those initial stages um you know you you're like oh i'm in the military i understand we're going to be apart but then you get there and you don't realize how mentally tolling it is and a lot of people huh i said it sucks yeah yeah and a lot of people aren't as mentally prepared as they think they're going to be what are your thoughts on that so um in in like in our instance man Alyssa, um it just depends. It depends on who you are. Like you said, if you're more mentally prepared, because obviously if there's already struggles in your marriage and then you just deploy, no matter what the struggles are, they're going to get worse. Mm -hmm. They're not just away while you're gone. Um, and if you're having struggles and you're just mad at that person, you're tempted to do things that are not good. Mm -hmm. uh, I, but at the same time, I've also seen people that seem like they have a perfect marriage or how a perfect marriage can get because it can never get perfect but i've seen people that have had a very good marriage have really hard struggles um while they're on deployments as well mm -hmm. it makes it a lot when you have kids you know because then mm -hmm. you're also your wife and your kids and your kids don't really understand what's going on necessarily depending on how old they are and then you're putting all that work on your spouse um so if you have a really strong marriage and you're mentally prepared for it, I mean, you can never be fully ready for it, but if you're as ready for it as you can be, I feel like you'll be fine. Like for, for like a longer deployment, right? Not everybody, not everybody goes in a six month deployment. Like calm usually goes in like four and a half months typically. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if there's already struggles in your marriage and you're already having financial problems and there's already things going on, the deployment's going to make it 10 times worse. It's, people think, Oh, I'm just going to deploy and it's going to, life is going to go on pause and it's going to get worse. Yeah. And that plays into my next point, actually, like how, you know, we were on deployment and I mean, even in tech school, I was seeing a lot of infidelity occurring yeah. in the service due to a part like that, not having someone physically there to hold you accountable is opens the door to temptation of cheating. And like you said, Typically, it's not just because you're a part that you're cheating. It's because there was something already wrong with the relationship and the distance brings it all to the light, like all the issues you were having. Um, and, you know, it's. It, I feel like that distance is just more like the opportunity. Someone that's having issues in their relationship, they were just waiting for that opportunity to occur where they could cheat, you know? Yeah, definitely like makes it like feel like it's so much easier because mm -hmm. you know, nobody knows anybody. You're not in a position where you might get caught, you know, like it makes it like a lot easier and it seems like you need it. Like mm -hmm. don't, it's just mm -hmm. a lot harder. I mean, 
you went however long you've been you've went however long before i and it's kind of weird it's kind of like when you're like growing up and all of a sudden you have like the desire like you know what i'm gonna go vacuum the hallway okay and you're on your way to do it you're feeling real motivated you're gonna go do it and then your mom says hey matthew go vacuum the hallway and you're like damn it no i don't want to do it because i was told to it's like that but the opposite when you're on when you're home you can do whatever you want with your significant other as long as they want to obviously and when you're on a deployment all of a sudden you're not allowed to and you can't so now you want to even more you know yeah and that's the way it is with a lot of people. It makes it like harder because you can't, you know, like, yeah. don't do that. smile. Don't do it. Halloy. Don't. Oh, don't and I'm smiling right now. <laughs> I'm smiling yeah. right now. Can you said not to. I love it. Um, yeah. yeah, no. And I know, you know, I want to touch on that a little bit because like you said, it's that, it's that temptation because you know, you shouldn't do it and it's right there. And also I want to talk about how there's no sense of being held accountable for your actions because i mean we met people on the deployment who were cheating on their significant other and like the thing is that no one was ever going to know how would their significant other who was a you know countries away from them know and you know you always hear about civilians back home cheating but it goes both ways like civilians cheat on their military spouse and military spouses cheat on their civilian partners it's insane so Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and everybody of both ways. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna wrap this up because we are running out of time because there's a little timer on the clock. But um, okay, just in closing, I just want to say, you know, although military relationships we have unique um stressors that come with the career field, it doesn't mean that it's any different in terms of how you make the relationship successful, because just like every other relationship. Um, military relationships need to have communication, consideration of your partner's needs and feelings, and then that teamwork to resolve yeah. issues. It's the same thing. It's the same thing, whether you're a civilian or the military. And I wouldn't necessarily say it's harder in the military. It just depends on the person. It For a lot of people, you could, you could say it's harder for the military just because we are gone so much and we have weird schedules and are doing all these crazy different things. But I wouldn't necessarily say anybody struggles. Like I could be dealing with, you know, my wife has cancer. If I had a kid, they are sick. My car needs a whole bunch of work, you know, and that for me would be like extremely hard. And another person over here, Oh, I broke my leg and my dog has a, you know, a cold. That's not necessarily any worse for them or any less hard for them it just depends on what they've been through in their life too on their and their experiences it could be just as hard as all the crazy things i'm going on that seem worse that's another thing as well it's like oh well everybody's done it you know because i got told that too you know like oh i'm you know i just miss my wife this and that and i'm like well everybody does it all the time and i'm like well okay like it doesn't matter if everybody's going through it it still sucks like yeah yeah and and for sure yeah i mean like you said, it's not necessarily that it's harder being in the military. It's just that some people, like everyone's emotional stress capacity is different and some people can't handle it. Like they think, you think in theory that you can handle it, but then you get there and they're like, oh shit, what do I do? Like their panic button goes on, Um, you know, and it's just important to like, you got to be able, especially in our career field where it's like inevitable things that come up, like traveling and such, you have to be able to find a way to cope together 
and make it work as a team. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Pfeiffer, Matt, thank you for sitting in on my podcast and sharing with us. Loved having you in. Loved seeing your little kitty cat in the studio too. So, <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was a good, good talk. I hope yeah. everybody this and get some ideas. Yes. Um. Don't enlist. Don't be. Just kidding. None of you should enlist to save yourselves. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, anyway. Okay. I'm going to let you go. Bye. All right. Bye. <laughs> See you, friends.